last service of 2017. I'm going to have Annette go, go ahead and come up, and I want to, I'm going to, we're going to tag team this morning, message-wise, and, uh, I'm you know, I'm just looking forward to these first, and, and she may be tag teaming with me next week, too, you know, we'll just see how, how, how it flows, but I want to read the prophetic word to you, you know, out of Jerry Seville Ministries, and, you know, we are Jerry Seville Ministries, or, you know, as a church, we're Heritage of Faith, but we are Jerry Seville Ministries International as well, Amen. and and so we're, we're the same ministry, and, and just reaching people across the world in the different offices and outreaches and everything, and and uh, so I encourage you to be pray, praying for the Savelles, uh, even though Net and I are the senior pastors here, you know, our, our apostle of our house is, is Dr. Savelle and Miss Carolyn, and and they're the founding pastors, and they've trusted us with this aspect of their vision. So be praying for them as they get refreshed and, and as they're, they're away getting, getting set for where God's taken the entire ministry next year. And, but I want to read this word that came from him. In 2018, it says, Days of glory, days of flourishing, and days of abounding. Continue to preach, teach, and emphasize the importance of faithfulness. It is still my plan for the faithful to flourish. If you'll do this, then they will eventually get it. It's never been more important than right now for them to flourish in every area of their lives. Do you believe it's yeah. important for you to flourish? Yes. Amen. They're indeed, these are indeed days of my greater glory, says the Lord. I will cause it to manifest for all who have remained faithful to me and faithful to my word. And I will cause them to flourish and to abound even as I promised in my word. I will honor the loyalty to me by enabling them to overcome every attack of the evil one. And I will bring them into the greatest breakthroughs they've experienced thus far. Think about that. Say that. Overcome. Overcome. Every attack. Every attack. Of the evil one. Of the evil one. Hallelujah. You're an overcomer. Amen. Amen. Rest assured that I'm working in your behalf even now and they shall triumph. They will triumph and they will be victorious and all shall see that I'm still the God of the breakthrough and I'm still the God that keeps covenant. So lift up your hands and lift up your voices and praise your God. The God who is like any other, the God, the God who blesses all who have been loyal and faithful to him says the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, I'm it. Okay. (laughs) This has been a great holiday. If there's anything about holidays in the United States is you're never hungry, are you? How many of y'all, is that the truth? There's always plenty of cake and candies and cookies and stuffing and turkey and leftovers and you know, you're just, you're never hungry. You're all, but yet, but yet mom is always in the kitchen doing what? Cooking the very next meal, the very next meal. And there's nothing more disappointing as a mom or as one who loves to cook for their family. When you put out a feast in front of them and, or you invite people and they're like, I'm gluten-free. I don't really eat that. Or they're like, do you have like chocolate instead of fruit? Or do you have fruit instead of chocolate? Or, you know, does that have gravy? Because I don't really like gravy. I know moms in here can understand that, right? And you're like, oh my goodness, I have been working. I got up early. I looked up recipes and, you know, and here's this feast in front of you. And, um, you know, 
the Lord has been so amazing in speaking to us. Here's the thing is he's always speaking. How many of y'all know that? He's always speaking. He's always preparing a feast before us. Always. Always. But how many of y'all know that when a feast is prepared before you, unless you come hungry, you're not going to partake. You're not going to eat. You're not. You're going to go, no, it has gravy. I really don't want to eat it. It's like, what? Wait a minute. God's prepared it. And I just, I want to encourage y'all just for the next few minutes to just get hungry. Get hungry for him. Get hungry. Get hungry. Expect. Expect more than you can ever think, dream, or imagine because that's what he's got for us. This is what he's got for us. This is kind of just like the priming of the pump. This is just kind of like getting us ready for what he has for 2018. I really believe that. Although we're at the end of 2017, I'm like, you know, like ready. You know, like if you, I've never been in a race before, but uh, I can imagine when you're ready for a race, I've watched it. They're like, you know, they're like ready to take off, you know? And it's like, this is, we're, we're there, we're there and we're going to take off like, bam. And so he's, he's preparing us. He's getting us ready for what he's got ahead. That's his mercy. But you've got to be hungry. You've got to be hungry. And this, God gave me a word a couple of weeks ago, several weeks ago. And, you know, I was meditating. I've been meditating. Because how many of y'all know the word of God says that it, it, it's like a, y'all know what presents are. Y'all got them for Christmas. But it's almost like a present inside of a present. You unwrap it and there's like another one. And then you unwrap it and you're like, oh my gosh. And then you just, that's how God's word is to us. It's like unfolding. It's, you know, you, you don't just receive it and go, oh, that's a nice gift and put it on the shelf. No, keep unfolding, keep unwrapping because more and more, it gets more and more precious. And so as I've been kind of meditating on what the Lord's been speaking to me, he reminded me, um, How many of y'all keep journals? You write down your prayers, write down things that that you hear from the Lord. I want to encourage you, if you don't do that, to do that. Um, And I have several of them. I have boxes and boxes of them um, from a long time ago. Even when I was just a kid, I would write down my prayers to God. But it was funny. I was sitting back there, and I've been asking the Lord. It's like, where did this word come from? And I knew it came from him. But he said, it came out of your hunger is what he said to me. Because a few days before he gave me this really cool word that I believe it's for our church, I'd written down, this was my prayer to him a few days before, I wrote down mind renewal. Mind renewal. I put down, I want to live at a higher level of faith. I want to receive and believe the word of God as truth. And I don't want to give in to temptation to live according to my flesh. I don't want to be stuck believing a lie that will never help me. I wrote down, I want to, res- I don't want to respond or act based on my flesh. And I wrote this down. I'm asked myself a question. Does God know if you can do something or not? And I wrote down, try is not an option. I can control how I feel. I won't let my heart be troubled by keeping my mind set on him and trusting in him. Philippians 4 says, rejoice and rejoice. I pray that the peace of God is supernatural in my life, that it is my witness of the reality of the living God, the Holy Spirit, the comforter in my life. I want to live different. 
no fear, sound, solid, stable mind. I wrote that. That's, that's what I want my mind to be. That's what I want our minds to be. Sound, solid, stable, the peace in the midst of a calm mind. And then I wrote down, think on these things. I can't help what I think is a lie. If you believe it, then you're stuck. And I wrote down, change the channel, which is kind of funny because my dad used to always say whenever I was saying something that didn't make any sense or it was wrong or I kept repeating myself and saying the wrong thing, he'd say, it's time to change the channel. In other words, change change the station. Stop saying the same thing over and over. You're not getting anywhere. So on... Uh, November 25th, I I woke up really early with a word, which I thought was a word from the Lord. And and you know how you get up in the morning and you've got it rolling in your head until you can get to something to write on. And before I got to my notebook, the Lord said to me, make room. See, and I don't hear him clearly like that all the time, but I'm going to. I'm going to hear him more. We're going to. We're going to start hearing him more and more clearly. He said, make room for harvest. Get out of the way. And I kept saying it over and over, make room for harvest, get out of the way, make room for harvest, get out of the way. I'm looking in my, my purse for a pen, make room for harvest, get out of the way. I'm looking for my, my notebook and I wrote it down, make room for harvest, get out of the way. I'm like, God, what does that mean? I don't understand. And so I, I started flipping pages in my Bible and I, I came to a passage where it said to pray and keep praying. And God said, right, underline that. We'll come back to it. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it was like, it was like, bam, I, I hadn't even woken up yet. I didn't have my coffee yet. Or anything. It's like, okay, here we go. Okay, God, you're talking. And I started to write a couple of things down. And as I was meditating and praying in the Holy Ghost, because let me tell you, the only way you're going to get the wisdom of God is praying in the Holy Ghost. You got to pray in the Holy Ghost. If you don't have the gift of, or you don't have your, your, your prayer language, you need to get your prayer language. Because the Bible talks about the wisdom of God. You've got to go deep to the wells of the wisdom of God. It talks about it in, in, in Corinthians. So I started praying in the Holy Ghost and, and, and I, I started meditating on make room for harvest, make room for harvest, get out of the way. And I knew that he was talking about in me, make room for harvest inside of me. And I knew it meant I needed to get rid of some things in my thinking. Because that's what get out of the way means. How many of y'all know that you, God will tell you to do something, but you will talk yourself out of it by what you think? Isn't that the truth? We will. And we can justify why we didn't do it. I mean, just as fast, just like that, you know? So... And I, I sensed such an urgency in this, but, and, and again, the Lord is unfolding it. So I knew he meant renewing my mind. He was talking about making room in me, making room in us. I want us to look at Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. And this is... He, this is, he says, I appeal in verse one. I appeal. An appeal is serious. Okay. I am appealing to you. This is serious. It's urgent. An appeal is serious and it's urgent. He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and beg of you. That's pretty serious, huh? 
I beg of you in view of all the mercies of God to make a decisive dedication of your bodies. And I know we've heard this. I used to hear this in youth group when we were playing volleyball, you know, you know, to dedicate your bodies and sacrifice your bodies. And, you know, but that's not what he's talking about here. Listen, it's not, it's not about sports. He's saying, make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties. That means bring all of your parts and their abilities. This one right here is the biggest one. Okay. Bring this and its ability, what it's able to do. Present all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated. That means set apart and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable. And I've heard um, Joseph talking about, he's preached on this before. He's talked about your reasonable, your reasonable, your rational, your intelligent service and spiritual worship. It's the least we can do is present ourselves. Okay. And then verse two, it says, do not be conformed to this world fashioned after um, and adapted to its external and superficial customs. In other words, don't be, uh, like molded into what the world tells you to think or the world wants you to say or do. Okay. So we're, we're talking about make room, get all these things of how you usually respond, how you've usually answered, how you've usually felt or always felt, or the world says to respond or react in a certain way. This is serious. He says, you've got to start changing that. Don't be conformed to the way of this world, but be transformed or changed. And I wrote out on the, on, in the margin, because anytime somebody comes to you and says, you got to change, what's the first thing you think? Well, what's wrong with the way I am? Why don't you love me the way I am? What do you mean I have to change? What's so bad about what I'm doing? How many of y'all ever do that? Get defensive like that when somebody says, you really need to change. Something's got to change. You're like, well, and I know, and again, we're talking about changing our way of thinking. And he, he's so cool because he already knew that that's how I was thinking. So he said, write down greater than you already were is what I want to make you. I want to make you greater, greater, greater. That was my, and and I didn't even realize it, but that's what I'd been praying for. So he says, get ready, be transformed, be changed, be made greater than you already were. I love it. That's that's my father talking to me by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude so that you may prove for yourselves what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. I love that. He is wanting us to change our way of thinking. Don't respond or react to the things like we usually do because he's getting ready to do something big. One of the things that I know he's getting ready to do because it said pray and keep praying, he was talking about getting the wisdom of God. And I wrote down here, being in the right place at the right time. And we pray that every week. We pray that for our, our heritage of faith family. We pray for all of y'all watching online that you will always be in the right place at the right time. But my, my first idea of being in the right place at the right time is what physically, right? In the flesh, being in the right place. And yes, although that's what it means, he was talking about spiritually, I need you to be in the right place at the right time, right here, inside here, so that when I speak to you, you're ready to move. 
When I tell you to pray for something, you're ready to pray. And here's the thing that's going to change that I, I really sensed in my spirit because it's been changing in me is what I pray for, how I pray for, and when I pray for people or things. Are, you, are we ready for that? Do we want his greatest? Do we want his biggest and his best? Do we want to abound and flourish? Do we, do, do we just say that that's going to happen and, and just by chance it's going to happen? No, it's not. I'm here to tell you it's not. It's not just going to happen. It, that word said, you make room. You make room for harvest. You get out of the way. Amen. You make sure that you're in the right place at the right time so that you can affect everyone around you. A greater influence, a greater, an eternal influence. Amen. Amen. And there was a scripture, and I believe it's in, in, um, it's in Corinthians, I think it's 517, where he talks about how we are a new creation. That if you are engrafted in Christ, you are made new. Engrafted means you are no longer a part of your own tree, but you are now part of his tree. <laughs> and it's just in simple terms, right? Make it easy. Um, and it says that new life would burgeon is one translation. That new life burgeons. And, I, and how many of y'all are old Christians in here? I mean, you, you're old Christians. You've been a Christian a long time. That's not a bad thing. I'm an old Christian. I've, been, I've read the word. I've, and so here's the thing with old Christians. We, we, we pretty much get set in what we've heard and how we've heard it and how we do things. You know? And we, we read that scripture. You know, renew my mind, renew my mind. Yeah, I renew my mind. Every day I renew my mind. Okay. He's wanting to take it a step further. Even us. So that we don't respond. We don't react. We're talking about a new, this is a new season. How many of y'all are ready for a new season? I'm ready for a new season. We should be different every year, getting different, growing, new life burgeoning. Do you know what that means? That means just because you got engrafted now into Jesus, you're now in Jesus, you're a new creation. Okay, I'm a new creation, but guess what? A new creation over time becomes an old creation. It's the truth. It is. I don't care how new you want to make it. Over time, that new becomes old. So it is not a, a one-time thing. New creation is not a one-time thing. It is burgeoning. It's, the word burgeoning means like a mushroom. Have you ever watched a mushroom grow like in fast pace when you watch it on National Geographic? How they'll have a camera on it over a period of time and you'll just see this green fungus, algae, whatever, just grow and grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. Well, that's what new life is supposed to be in us. It is supposed to be continually burgeoning and growing and growing, but it's going to come from Completely and totally renewing our mind on a daily basis, on a moment-to-moment basis, and not be distracted. There's a scripture that talks about not being tempted by your flesh to go back to your old way of thinking. And here's one thing that's going to attack us more than anything in these last days, and I, I believe we're in the last days, is the temptation to be offended. It'll shut it down. It'll shut you down fast. And the devil knows it. Offended by what somebody else is saying about somebody else. It doesn't even involve you. I mean, it doesn't even involve you. You could be reading about something horrible that happened to somebody across the world. And you 
all of a sudden you're offended. They're, how rude. They should die. They should die for what they did. I wish they would die. They should die for doing that. You know, and, and then you're completely shut down. You are no longer in the right place at the right time for God to use you. You're not. And offense is huge. It is huge. You, it's secondhand offense. They didn't even do it to you. And even when it is firsthand offense, it's like, really, I want to be used by God. He wants us to be in the right place at the right time. We need to make room for harvest. That harvest is, it means inside of us. I was reading this morning where he talks about in um, 1 Corinthians 3, 9, where he says that we are God's garden. We are God's garden. The word of God is the seed. The word of God, Jesus is the seed. Does he live inside of us? That harvest has to happen inside of us continually, continually. When offense tries to come in, recognize it immediately as a trap of the devil and go, he's just trying to shut me down because I need to probably be praying for somebody. If I'm offended, I'm not going to listen to the Holy Spirit and I'm not going to pray for the person that God wants me to pray for. And I have faith. You have faith. We are full of faith to pray huge, impossible prayers. And that God's counting on us to pray those huge, impossible prayers, to pray for people that nobody else would pray for. Nobody else. Nobody else wants to pray for them. And God's going to lay it on your heart. Pray for that person. Pray for that person who murdered that child. Pray for that drunk driver. Pray for that person that made that mistake and caused so many problems. Pray for that town. Pray for that family. Pray for that nation. Call him in. I need you to call him in. He needs our faith. He operates in faith. Faith is the only thing that releases the power of God in your life. And he's counting on us for the release of his power. (laughs) Amen. 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 Tag your it. Thank you, Father. And just the thought of that, becoming greater than what you already are. You know, think about that thought. Think about that idea. Becoming, just close your eyes for a moment and think of that aspect of becoming greater, being greater than what you already are. You know, a lot of times we like to limit God because of our past. And in hearing Annette talk about making room for harvest, you know, making room for harvest, becoming greater, that you realize that, that, that there's a harvest on the word of God that's being planted into your life right now. There's a harvest, whether, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's six months from now, the word that you're receiving right now is a harvest. There's going to be a harvest on the word you're hearing right now. The word that you heard six months ago, the word, see the word, God's word in your life is to always make you go to a higher place in your life. That's why that new life is burdening. That new life is growing. That new life is increasing. And Annette made a statement about Corinthians, second Corinthians three talks about that we're God's garden. You know, and, and so just the aspect of, of that understanding and the aspect of the word. And we know what in, in Matthew 13 and Mark 4, Luke 8, it talks about the sower sowing the word, right? And, and you know, I had this thought, even while she was just talking, how, you know, we, we always talk about the good ground, right? The good ground, because the good ground brings what forth, what, 30, 60, and 100 fold. We, we want to be good ground. Let me ask you a question. Can the wayside ground eventually become good ground. Yeah, can, can stony ground eventually be good ground? Can, can thorny ground eventually be good ground? 
And, and so the thing you have to understand, you're, you're going to be limited depending on what kind of ground you are up here. Your life is going to be capped by what kind of ground you are up here. Because they're talking about this transformation, becoming something than, greater than you already are. And it's all this harvest that's going to depend on what are you doing with what's up here. Because we know the, the thorny ground was what? The cares of this life. Right. The deceitfulness of riches and, and, and so for being having a wrong perception, having wrong mindset. Those things are what keeping you from being good ground, stony ground. It's, it's where where the seed is thrown in and it grows. It grows quickly, but it doesn't have much root. So when offense comes. We know it said when when the seed is sown on the wayside, ground, what does the enemy come immediately to steal the word? Right. And see, and see, the enemy is out for you becoming the best you you were created to be. And so the thing is, is we talk about renewing the mind, becoming the greatest you you can be. It's going to come out. What are you doing here? Making room. And so today, next week and the week after that, the series we're going to, we started here is making room. Say making room. You see, you know, we have, you know, we have those drawers at home, you know, the drawers, the drawer in your kitchen that no one wants to go in. Now, come on, be honest. You know, you got one of those drawers, right? You got, we call it the drunk drawer. I had one growing up and, you know, I, I had one when I lived by myself and we have one now. There's that drawer in the kitchen that everything goes in that kitchen. But you know what? There, there's, there's, there's the time in our life right now going into 2018. There are some things that you need to get out of the junk drawer of your mind. There's some things you need to get those old pens out of there that don't work. You need to get those paper clips that are bent that don't work. You need, you need to get, you need to get those things out there, out of there that don't work, that you don't need. You need to get those things out of there and put them in the proper place. You need to get the cares of this life out of here. You need to get the deceitfulness of riches. You need to get the wrong mindset. You need to get these things out. Why? Because God wants you to grow in your life. But you know what? You have to make room. You know what? And the amazing thing about God and the Holy Spirit, he's a gentleman. He never does never force his way into our lives. So the, the, the issue we have to really conquer this morning about making room is what are we getting rid of to allow room for him? Because in order for that thorny ground to become good ground, there's some things that need to be taken out. You have to you have to pull those weeds up. You know, Dr. Savell preached a message years ago, years ago. It's called get, get your weed, get the weeds off your seeds. Get the weeds off your seeds because what, what do weeds do? Weeds choke the, the ultimate ability of the fruit you're desiring. You know what? An offense, that's, those are weeds. Wrong mindsets, those are weeds. Fear, weeds. Unforgiveness, it's weeds. Anger, it's weeds. An unsubmitted heart, it's weeds. You know, and so, so the thing is, is, is God wants us to grow up and become the greatest, greatest us we can be. But we have to make room. We have to make room. Go to John chapter 15. John chapter 15. Making room. Say, I'm making room for him in my life. Verse 1 of John 15 
says, I am the vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he purges it that it may bring forth more fruit. See, there's nothing wrong with, with making room. You're like, well, you know, it's not really a big deal. That's really not a big deal in my life, Pastor. That's really not a big deal in my life. The thing is, is how much greater do you want to become? Because even here it says, every branch in me that bears not fruit, he takes away. So there's this aspect of, of having to make room for something greater to come. And so, so really, and it, it may not be sin. It may not be bad things. It may not be something. It might be things that just maybe aren't profitable. I mean, this aspect of, of just needing to kind of just kind of make room, just trim off some things here and trim off some things there. And he says, and he purges it that it may more fruit can grow. Do you want more fruit? I don't know about you, but I want more fruit in my life. I want greater things to happen through my life. I, I want God to do amazing things through me. I, I want God to do amazing things through this church. So I have to even ask myself, okay, what are some things that it's no longer time for? What are some things that are really no longer needful in my life? What are some things that are just not bad, but maybe just hindrances to make room to become the better you, the greater you? That God's desired you to be. Then he says, verse three, he says, now you are clean. Or you could say, because he didn't with purged. Now you are purged or you're clean through the word which I have spoken to you. The only thing that will ultimately bring change or how change begins. Godly change begins is always with the word. The word. This morning, what's happening? The word is going into your ears. Hopefully you're letting it go into your heart. And out of that, what's happening? It's going to cause you to make a decision. It's going to produce what a net is going to either. It's going to cause some aspect of hunger to change. You know what? I want that. I want that in my life. But you know what? It's not just enough to want that. That's where it begins. The question is, what do I do from now? What do, what do I do from there? What's the next step? So it always begins the word. You're clean. You're purged because of the word that I've spoken to you. Verse four, abide in me. And I in you as a branch cannot, cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. You see, this whole aspect that we have to understand about growing up and becoming, it's not about you becoming so great in yourself or how holy you can become in yourself, but it comes down to what are you connected to? You see, the answer to becoming good ground is, is John chapter 15. Abide in me and I in you as a branch cannot bear fruit as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself. You know what? You, you can't bring forth fruit by yourself. A branch can't bring forth a fruit as just a branch. It has to be connected to something. It has to be connected to a vine. A branch, I could cut a branch off and I could, I could, I could plant it in the ground. I could put flowers around it. I could water it. I could give it the proper sunlight. But you know what? That branch will always just be a branch. But it has to be connected to the source of life. It has to be connected to the source 
of life. Abide in me because you can't bear fruit of itself. So you know what? You're not going to be good ground by yourself. You're not going to be optimal ground by yourself. It's going to be, are you abiding in him? Are you connecting to him? Making room for harvest. It's, 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 it's letting go of some things. So what? You can allow room for the right things. It's making room for him. Abide in him. Abide in me. Or you could say, connect in me. And I connect with you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it's connected to the vine. No more can you except you connect to me. Verse 5. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that connects to me and I to him, the same brings forth much fruit. Much fruit sounds like harvest to me. Making room for harvest. You want harvest in 2018? You want to see days of glory, days of flourishing, days of abounding? It's going to begin when we keep the main thing the main thing. And it's abiding in him. Abiding in Christ. Abiding in the word, talking about the faithful, abounding with blessing, continue to preach about faithful, connecting. It's not just, it's, you know, when you abide to a branch or you abide to a vine, it's something that you're permanently connected to. I have a, we have a tree in our front yard. You know what? And you know what? It's not been one time in the nine years we've lived where, lived there that all of a sudden I saw the branch. You know what? It's no longer connected to that, connected to the vine. No, that branch is connected and it continues to connect. So an aspect of faithfulness, an aspect of something that we have to continue in, continuing in this faithfulness, this to to flourish is going to be, what are we connected to? Are we connected to the the thorns? Are we connected to him? Because good ground, I want to be good ground. And if I want to be good ground, it's going to be based on what am I connected to? Connected to. What are you connected to financially? What are you connected to in your relationships? What are you connected to, you know, in, in with, with, with going on your, in, in your eyes and your ears? What are you connected to? What, what church are you going to? What, what people, what other ministers do you listen to? What are you connecting to? Because it depends on whatever you're connecting to is going to be depend on what kind of fruit you produce, whether you flourish or you don't flourish. I've got to be connected. I've got to be connected to the right thing. Hallelujah. If any man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my father glorified. What glorifies the father? That you bear much fruit harvest 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 you reaching the harvest of your life not so we look at harvest we think of something material and we can look at it that way but what about you being the ultimate harvest and being being the worship leader that you know God's created you're an amazing worship leader Cassie and I appreciate you I appreciate the gift that you are to this church. And I'm so grateful for your heart for worship. You're amazing. But you know what? He has, he sees, he sees more in you. Man, Rick, you're an amazing leader. You're a gifted leader. Man, such a compassionate heart and seeing gifts in people. 
But you know, there's even a, there's a harvest in your life for this year. A girl to each one of us. And, and, and you know what? God wants, what, what, what Annette and I, just about this making room is, we, we want to we pull harvest out of you. And not just the, the harvest being the, 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 the fruit necessarily, but the harvest being the ultimate potential that's producing the fruit. You know, you know it's, it's like, how can you tell, how can you tell how good a tree is by its, by its fruit it's producing, right? But, but, it's, but, the, but the, 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 the fruit is going to be dependent, though, on what? The roots. The roots. And so what, we're, what, what I believe the Lord is speaking to us today as we're going into 2018 is making room for harvest. And I love how the Lord gave that to Annette. The, the greatest you, the greatest you, the greatest picture, hallelujah, of Andrew. So when God, when God fashioned Eric and created him and made him, and placed everything in him when he was in his mother's womb. You know what? He saw ultimate harvest. Yeah. And, and so I want to ask, okay, where are we on this? Where are we, where are we on the fulfillment of that? Yeah. I, I know God's placed greater things in me. I know he's placed greater revelation. I know he's placed greater insights in him. I know he's placed amazing things in me. You know what? And I haven't arrived yet. Amen. I haven't arrived yet. I'm not the best me I can be yet. <laughs> You're not the best you you can be. There's an ultimate harvest. Right. I, I see God, God sees this picture of, of where he sees you. And he says, you know what? Just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah, I'm going to take you from faith to faith. I'm going to take you from glory to glory. Yeah, the enemy is trying to bring setbacks. And you're like, yeah, the enemy's trying to bring those temptations. The enemy's trying to get you to go backwards. The enemy, why? Because see, God sees ultimate harvest. God sees ultimate harvest. So what we need to do is let's make room for the ultimate harvest. What's your life going to look like five years from now? But it's what we do right now. Hallelujah. What are you abiding in? What are you abiding in? Make room. Make room for him because it's, because it's him. It's in him that we bring forth that ultimate harvest. In Christ. In Christ. Go to Ephesians 1. Hallelujah. Abiding in Christ. Why, why is it so important that we abide in Christ? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, Ephesians 1 said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. You see, when you abide in Christ, what are you doing? You're positioning yourself, Joseph. You're positioning yourself of everything that you need to see ultimate harvest through your life. Now think about that. It says that he has already, past tense, he has 
already. He has blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. What does that mean in in basic English here? Everything that is available in heaven because of Jesus has been made made available to you, Rick. Everything, everything that's available to you, Corey, in heaven is already in you when you abide in Christ Jesus. You see, when we abide in Christ Jesus, we open ourselves up to ultimate harvest because because then we can live in that position where we have everything that we need in this realm to be successful. He has blessed us. With every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. That doesn't mean, okay, well, when we, when we get to heaven. No, he's talking about what's in heaven. Yeah, yeah. He's blessed us with that because of in being in Christ Jesus. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. You can live holy in this life. You can live as good ground because of Christ, but don't try to be holy apart from Christ because then you become legalistic. Then you become, then you become high minded. No, I am holy because I have Christ and I abide in Christ. As I continue and abide in Christ, I live out this holiness. Verse five, having predestined us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. It was his good pleasure. It was his desire and it was his will that he called me his child. To the praise of the glory of his grace, where he has made us accepted in the beloved. When I abide in Christ, I'm accepted. When I abide in Christ, hallelujah, I am a child of God. Everything that we have need of is found when we abide in him. Make room for harvest. Make room for the ultimate harvest of the way God sees you. Hallelujah. He sees your ultimate potential. He sees the, he sees you laying hands on sick people and seeing recover. He sees you laying hands on dead people and watching them rise up. He sees you ministering to people that, that are in darkness. Just one word. And he just sees harvest coming through your life, coming through your hands, coming through your business. He sees every aspect, but it's going to come down to, are we abiding in the vine? Are we abiding in Christ. Ultimate harvest comes when we make room. Getting all the things out. And make Christ our focus. Hallelujah. Thank you Father. Thank you Lord. Amen. Go to First Corinthians and I'll close with this. Connecting to Christ. I could go on and on just with connecting to Christ. Connecting in Christ is where we bear much fruit. As we connect to Christ, we see that we've been given every spiritual blessing that heaven has to offer. If you go to Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16 and talking about that we've been strengthened with all might in our inward man. Because you're strengthened with all might in your inward man when you connect with Christ. You have strength for all things. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter one in Paul's prayer there, he even talks about being in Christ. It says that you have been given, you have the access to all knowledge. 
You have access to the all knowledge. And then he goes on and says that you've been strengthened with all might. And it says that he has qualified you. He's qualified you. He's, he's perfected you. He, he's qualified you. He's made you meet. He meet for the master's use. He's made you what you need to be when you're in Christ Jesus. So when you get rid of every, all these other hindrances, what happens is harvest comes. But it's only your ability to connect with him. And we know in, in, in Philippians 4, he says that we can do all things. Through Christ. I love what, what the Amplified it says. I'm, I'm ready for anything and I'm equal to anything because of Christ. You're, you're ready for You're equal to anything. It doesn't matter what's going to come against you in 2018. You're ready for anything and you're equal to anything. Why? Because you're in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Like I said, I'll close with this. Verse 1. Paul, called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God, and so then he's a brother, under the church of God, which is at Corinth, to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. So it's not just written to the people in, in the Corinthian church, but it's also written to those that are sanctified in Christ Jesus. Called to be saints. With all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. So let me ask you a question. Are you sanctified in Christ Jesus? Let me ask you a question. Hallelujah. Have you called upon his name? Hallelujah. Then that means this is for you. This is, say, say, this scripture is for me. See, remember the word. You're, you're, you're purged by the word, right? You're clean by the word. How, what are you, we're making room. We're getting rid of old mindsets and we're making room for harvest. Yes. So this is to, written to everyone. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father mm-hmm. and from the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we're in Christ Jesus, what do we, we have grace and peace. Right. Look at verse 4. I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God which is given to you by Christ Jesus, by Jesus Christ. So this grace... This grace. I don't have time to talk about grace this morning. But these are, these are the things that we receive. His, what is his grace? It's his ability coming upon your life to help you do what you can't do in and of yourself. So because of Christ Jesus, I have access to this empowerment in my life. Hallelujah. Verse 5. That in everything. So because of this grace, that in everything you're enriched by him. So when I abide in Christ, I'm enriched, I'm filled in all utterance and in all knowledge. So because of Christ, I I know what to say when I need to say it. And I know what to think when I need to think it. Knowledge. Verse 6, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. Verse 7, so that you come behind in no gift. You come behind in no gift. So because of his grace, because of Christ, you come behind in no gift. That's interesting. This word, uh, there's a couple of definitions for the, this word gift. And this phrase, actually the phrase behind in no gift. I wrote this down. One is gift there is a miraculous faculty. You come behind in no miraculous faculty. What did Annette talk about? 
faculties, your thinking. Another, another definition here is a divine endowment. Another word gift here is qualification. I come behind in no qualification. See, the world might want to label you, meaning you're not qualified for this, or you're not qualified for that. Even in, in a lot of religious circles here, you're not qualified for that. You're not. See, in most religious circles, I wouldn't even be able to preach. Seriously. Because I don't have a doctorate, or I don't have so-and-so. I, you know, and so, so the thing is, but you know what? I don't come behind in any gift. Why? Because of Christ. I come behind in no miraculous faculty, meaning I'm not lacking anything supernatural that I need to gain ultimate harvest in and on and through my life. That's right. I come behind and say, I come behind in no gift. I come behind in no gift. Hallelujah. So that I come behind in no gift, wait, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Meaning I live this way until either I go to him or he comes to me. Meaning, I don't, I'm not lacking anything in this life, nothing in this life until I see him part the skies. You're not lacking anything. You're not lacking anything. You know what? The only thing we lack is making room for him. Making room for him, maybe in a service, making room for him in your, in, in your 24 hours of the day, making room for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Verse 8. Who shall also confirm you to the end that you be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ? God is faithful by whom you were called under the fellowship of the Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You were called into fellowship. God is faithful and you were called into fellowship. You were called to abide. You were called to connect with. Hallelujah. Make room for harvest. But harvest is going to be a result of being connected with Christ. Because it's what you and I were called to do. Fellowship with Christ. And living out of that fellowship. As you live out of that fellowship, you know what? You're going to make more and more room for him. More and more room for him. You know what? I don't live the way I did 25 years ago when I, when I got born again. I don't live the same way. Why? Because as I've walked with him, I've made room for him. As I've walked with him, you know what? There's some thorns that have gotten out of the way. There's some things that have been pushed to the side. There's some things that have been pulled out. There's some stones that have been, according to the wayside ground, there's been ground that's been cultivated. My heart's been cultivated. My heart's been cultivated. You know what? But it's been through this journey of walking with Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everyone stand to your feet. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Annette, if you want to come up here with me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Making room. Making room. You know, there's things in me 
as it pertains to being a husband, being a father. You know, I, 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 want, I don't want those things in my life. I'm saying it's sin or anything like that, but I, I want to be the best father I can be. I want to be like my heavenly father. I want, I want to, you know, the word says that he's our husbandman. Well, can, can I be a husband like him? says he's a friend of the friendless. Can I be a friend like him? He said he's a healer of the broken heart. Can I be a healer of the broken heart like he's a healer of the broken hearted? He says he's a provider. Can I be a provider like my heavenly father? Think about it for a moment. Ultimate harvest. Make room for harvest. See, yeah, the the material things. Yeah, those things. But but there's a root to this. And a lot of times we we confess, we'll confess prosperity. We can confess money cometh. We can confess all these different things. But the, but the issue isn't just, but it's, but it's, are you abiding in Christ? And is that confession birthed out of him? Or are you just saying something? Is your revelation of prosperity based on the one that has given you prosperity? Or is it just based on the fact that you want to get rich? Having a better job, is it just, well, if I just say this or if I just do that or if I just serve, well, God, no. No, is it based on knowing that I'm doing what God told me to do? I'm sowing the seed he told me to sow. I'm not treating God as some sort of, you know, you know, um, slot machine. No, it's I'm connected to him and I'm abiding in him. And it's out of this relationship that harvest comes. It's out of this relationship that, that all of a sudden money shows up in a fish's mouth. It's out of this relationship that, 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 that five loaves and two fish all of a sudden become enough for 5,000. It's, it's out of this relationship that, that, that he, he, tells, he tells those with him, hey, go dip, go dip. Go dip a couple of dips of water and put it in the king's cup or in the, in the head of the banquet's cup. And all of a sudden we see that it's, the water was turned into wine. It's out of this relationship. It's out of this re- revelation that, that this relationship with him and making room for him that all these other things fall into place. The greater happens. Yeah, the greater happens. Flourishing happens. <laughs> when we talk about days of glory, man, this is this overwhelming desire, I believe, of Moses, the just out of his heart cry that was, show me your glory. It was out of this relation. He was like making room for God. And God was like, yeah, I'll let my goodness pass before you. Man, but it was just this heartbeat of, I mean, we see the heartbeat and before he made that statement, he says, God, I don't want to go unless you're going with me. What does I hear Moses saying? I hear him making room, making room. I don't want to go unless you're going with me. I'll push everything to the side as long as I know you're going with me. You're with me. And that's how we come to his house, seeing his glory manifest in this atmosphere. 
in this, in this corporate anointing, a corporate glory where the priest couldn't even stand to minister, but it was out of this making room for him. Making room for him. Oh, the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. And it was just out of this heartbeat of just making room for him. Uh, for the Lord is good. His mercies endure forever. And all of a sudden, their mind got off themselves. Mind got off of them, the enemy surrounding them. And as they're saying, for the Lord is good and his mercy endure forever. All of a sudden, it said the presence of God, the glory of God came down. What were they doing? They were making room for him. Make room for him. Make room for him. Tonight, before you go to bed, take communion as a family. We're going to do communion next Sunday as a church family. But make room for him. What a great time to take communion, the first of the year. Now, we don't live, we have the Gregorian calendar and, and you know, so, so we don't have the Jewish calendar. But you know what? The Passover, it, was the, it said in Exodus 12, it talked about the first time of the year. The first time of the year. Celebrating Passover, the first time of the year, celebrate this aspect of the feast. Just set yourself apart. Just set yourself apart and say, God, we make room for you tonight. We make room for you in 2018. Like I said, but don't, don't get out first, get out your little, I'm going to do this, 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 I'm going to do this. No, first abide in him and let him shape, shape what you need to do. Allow him to shape how you need to eat. Allow him to shape and direct you what you need to do. Allow him to shape where you get involved in church. Allow him to shape who you reach out to, who you believe God to, to come into the kingdom of God this year. Hallelujah. I just keep hearing he's, even the prayers are going to come from him. Your prayers, your desires, as you abide in him, even your prayers will be his prayers. He'll give you the earnestness of his heart. He'll reveal to you his heart through your time in prayer. His prayer. He has called us to greatness. He said you would do even greater, greater, greater than Jesus. He says, because I go to the Father and you abide in me. If you abide in me and I'm with the Father, then all power, all power, all power in heaven is ours, it says in, in, in Peter has been bestowed upon us. <laughs> it's already been given to us. Hallelujah. For everything. Hallelujah. That we have to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Make room in me, Father. Show me where I've thought wrong, Father. Show me where my thinking has been wrong. Even show me where I've had offense and not even known it. Illuminate anything in my heart that isn't of your nature and your character. Oh, and we receive your grace and peace. Let his grace and peace come in. Let his grace and peace come in. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you,
Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Kura dadashtikis. Kura deshtadadabosha. Yeah. Oh, ladamashi. Kura deshtikis. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Oh, I want to thank him for just declaring his thanksgiving. Word says we come together and one has a psalm, a hymn, a thanksgiving. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah that you brought us through this year. You brought us through. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No hindrances. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Father, we trust you. Oh, just where you're at. And, and, and if you're, as you're watching by way of internet, the, you know, the psalmist said, out of my heart flows a goodly thing. Just let, let out of your heart flow a goodly thing. Oh, we praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. Oh, hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Oh, we love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. As we praise you, we leave, we leave the, we leave the negative things behind. As we praise you, we're leaving behind the mistakes, the failures. We're leaving behind the thorns. We're leaving behind the stony ground. We're leaving behind. Hallelujah. We're leaving behind wrong thinking. We're leaving behind. Hallelujah. We're leaving it behind. Hallelujah. We're leaving it behind. We're leaving it behind. Oh, we shake our, we shake it off. We shake off the dust. We shake off apathy. We shake off complacency. We shake it off, Father. We shake it off. Hallelujah. We shake off apathy. We shake off lukewarmness. We shake it off. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, Rashtila Bokombra da 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 boshe. Oh, Radeish Telenenemaya. Oh, Hallelujah. 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 Delebo shalanamando robokosha. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's harvest time for ministries to be established. If it's harvest time for ministers to step up in this body, it's harvest time for leaders. It's leader time for harvest time for leaders to have established roots in this house. It's time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. It's harvest time in this community. It's harvest time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's harvest time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah in the spiritual. It's harvest time in the natural. It's harvest time. Oh, Rashtile de Bokumbra de Boshe. Oh, Ramandelene de Mokurabaya. Oh, Rashtelene Mandur Robogote de Bahia. Oh, Lamaya Nestelene de Bokus. Yes, to abound and to flourish and to glorify you. Glory, glory, glory. Yes, Lord. 
I just heard in my spirit, your thanksgiving has made you whole. Your thanksgiving has made you whole, complete. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Do you have anything? Joseph, do you have anything? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. In the fourth chapter. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Justin. Um, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Solomon's song, if you go to the fourth chapter you, and you look at verse 16, it says, Awake, north wind, come, thou south, blow upon my garden that the spices thereof may flow out. Let my beloved come into his garden and eat his pleasant fruits. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Mm. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit just was impressing on me as, as Pastor Annette was speaking. And um, I, was, I was standing there praying to the Holy Spirit and said, Lord, if you want me to say this, have Pastor Justin call on me and see if there's anything you want me to say. So I know the Holy Spirit wants to say this, but... There's a reason for this connection. The Lord wants to have his fragrance, his fragrance spread out from us. He wants to come into your garden. He wants to come into the garden of your heart. And he wants to eat the choice fruits. And I'm telling you, when you're doing like what the word says, what Pastor Justin's saying, and you get that, you start purging. And you start planting those choice fruits in there. That love, that joy, that peace, that patience, that kindness, that goodness, that gentleness. You start growing that fruit of that spirit in your garden. Oh, my goodness. He comes in and he starts to eat that choice fruit. (laughs) He starts to smell the fragrance inside of your heart. And then he starts to blow it out and spread it out. And it just flows out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blow on our lives. Blow on our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We would glorify you, Lord. You know, the whole blowing on the garden, or we talk about harvest. It's talking about growth, mm-hmm. progression, That's it. enlarging. Amen. And I want to close with this, and I believe we'll go back into this next week. In Isaiah 54, verse 1, it says, Sing, O barren one. You who did not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. You who did not travail with harvest. So what the barren one is someone that hasn't given a harvest, right? right. It says I want, I want them to sing aloud. I want them to cry aloud. Mm-hmm. See, it's not, about, it's not about praising him when you see the harvest. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you're at right now. Watching by way of internet. You may have looked at this last year as being... Being in so many mistakes or failures, but in reality, it's, it's time for you to sing. Amen. Because your harvest isn't dependent on what you see right now. Your harvest, harvest is depending on what are you going to allow Him to do in your life mm-hmm. this next year. Right. It says, For the spiritual children of the desolate one will be more than the children of the married <laughs> wife, says the Lord. 
meaning the one that's desolate right now, eventually they're going to be more harvest. Meaning this one is going to be a lot greater because God sees something that this barren woman doesn't see. God sees something on your life that you don't see, but tells them to sing aloud, cry aloud. Then it tells, it tells the desolate woman this, enlarge the place of your tent. Let them stretch forth. Get ready. Get ready. Make room. Make room. Making room for him. Making room for him to move. Making room for him to grow. Making room for him to bring about ultimate harvest. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of that habitation. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen their stakes. For thou shalt. For thou will break forth on the right hand and on the left. For you will break forth on the right hand and the left. Hallelujah. You will break forth on the right hand and on the left. It doesn't matter what your life looks like right now. As you're faithful to cry aloud. Faithful to keep your eyes on him. Faithful to connect with him. You will break forth on the left hand. In the right. Break for that. I just see some things in my spirit for us as a church body this year. And it's natural and it's spiritual. Breaking forth on the left hand, on the right. What would your life look like if you break forth on the left hand and on the right hand? Amen. Unlimited potential. Thank you. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor saying, I'm breaking forth. I'm breaking forth. On the left hand. On the right and the right. Hallelujah. Say, I'm breaking forth. I'm breaking forth. On the left hand and the right. I'm breaking forth. I'm breaking I'm enlarging. I'm enlarging. It's harvest time. It's harvest In my life. In my life. I'm making room. I'm making room. Hallelujah. For him. For him. To bring about ultimate harvest. To bring about ultimate harvest. To become the greatest me. To become the greatest me. God's called me to be. In Jesus' name. Give him a shout of praise. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Lord. Wow. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Man. Thank you, Jesus. Man, God is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Praise you. Hallelujah. Write that down somewhere. I'm becoming the best me that God's called me to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Actually, I believe the phrase in that said, becoming... Hallelujah. Becoming the greater you. Becoming greater than you already are. <laughs> Hallelujah. Annette, I want to become greater than I already am. Amen. Me too. As your pastors, we want to become greater than we already are. Amen. Mm. Just place your hand on the person to your left and your right. Father, as we leave today... We join ourselves in agreement, not just with us here, but those watching by a way of internet all over the world that are part of this church family. And I thank you, Lord, that we prophesy over each other and we declare that 2018 is going to be a year of glory, flourishing, and abounding. I declare it's harvest time. In our church family's life. Yes. Yes. 
never going backward again. Amen. But going forward. Amen. And we receive, we receive harvest. harvest. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Love you all.